Welcome to another episode. I am V, and this is The Sussex Set. Now, before I get into the charity spotlight, I just want to make a PSA, public service announcement for all the girls who still make it their business to hop in my comments and tell me not to cuss. I would like for you to please refer to episode one of The Sussex Set, maybe the first five minutes, and I told you that I would be using profanity. Sometimes I don't feel like using profanity, and sometimes I do. This podcast is like a box of chocolates, girl. You never know what you're going to get. But see, the good thing about iTunes is that when you click on the podcast, any podcast for that matter, girl, doesn't have to be mine. There's a big red E on there. And every single episode of the Sussex set got that E on there and that E stands for explicit. So please keep your respectability politics to yourself. I'm not one who can use those and it does you no good to tell me that I need to show other people, whoever those other people are in your mind, that I have a good command of the English language. Girl, I am a college educated woman. I taught English courses. But I'm also a code switching bitch, and I'm going to be a code switching bitch for the rest of my life. If you want to hear a profanity-free podcast, girl, start you one. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You got plenty of other options, profanity-free, right there in iTunes. Some of them are pro Harry and Megan, too. But understand, this is a space I created for myself and those looking for a space like it. This right here will be the last time I talk about this because anybody coming to me with the same type of sentiments, you will be deleted, defeated, and blocked. And I'm not going to think another thing about you. And it's nothing personal, but I'm of the understanding that it doesn't matter how respectable I am as a black person, because that's usually what it's about. That's not going to keep people from being racist, girl. Barack Obama was the most respectable black person I have ever seen in my life. But it didn't stop the monkey comparisons, now did it, girl? Not for him, not his wife, or his daughters. And if respectability was a racism repellent, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. So instead of trying to make my platform more palatable for the larger mainstream read white society that you care so much about, you should be challenging those mainstream ideas for what you should see as its failure to accept any differences. But let's get on with the charity spotlight, shall we? This week, I want to revisit Little Village. You may recall I spotlighted them in episode four of this podcast. That was forever ago, feels like. But it's time to revisit these champions today. Okay, so you may remember that Little Village makes it as easy as possible for local families to support one another during times of need. What they do is they collect great quality donations of clothes, toys, kit for babies and children up to the age of five. And they give these donations to local families who are dealing with challenging circumstances such as homelessness, unemployment, low wages and domestic violence. Families are sent their way by their network of referral partners, such as health visitors, children's centers, and midwives primarily, but also faith organizations, other charities, and public servants. Little Village is powered by an incredible network of over 150 volunteers, many of whom were parents with small children, and a group that often struggles to find opportunities for meaningful work or volunteering. Well, here's an update with Little Village. 
And make sure to be on the lookout for hopefully great news from them any day now. I actually have to check this, their Twitter when I'm done with this. But recently they asked all of us to help them get the word out and to vote for them in the lottery good causes 10,000 pound giveaway by voting via their link in their Twitter bio. Well, that voting is now closed as of today, or it might've been as of yesterday, but just a little background. If any of you were confused as to what exactly that was since the very first national lottery draw in 1994 in the UK, you just like your regular lottery Support from some of the funds from the lottery has gone to support over 500,000 projects, raising more than $40 billion for good causes. And so Little Village made it to the National Lottery Finals, I guess this round, and that voting was from late July until like yesterday. So I hope they got enough votes The winning charity will receive 10,000 pounds, as I said, of funding as a part of the Lottery Association's continuing support for good causes in the UK. So I just wanted to say good luck to the Little Village Charity. And we hope to hear good news from you guys soon. We hope that we were able to help you get those needed votes so that you can get that money because we know it's going to be put to good use. So definitely go to littlevillagehq.org just to see more of what they're about. I've had a lot of new subscribers on all the different platforms I'm on from the time I did the fourth episode until now. So definitely go to their website to see what they're about. And then on a general note, ultimately what I hope happens is as we all get to know these charities and what they do and how they help people, that we channel the good energy we have to spare at any given moment in time to demonstrate that we are invested in what they do. Now, I know that's what I'm attempting to do on a personal level. So for me, it's not just about picking a charity a week. It's about helping to tell their story over time and to root for them because that means I'm rooting for someone and something beyond myself, no matter the charity or the situation or where that charity is located. Recently, I talked to Tina about this idea that in following the Sussexes, it's great that many of us have been inspired to get involved with service and to think in a more service-minded way about our own lives and communities. So we're questioning what we thought our limits or interests were, and we're asking, why not? Why not me? Just like Tina sponsoring the journalism student to go to the tour for with Harry and Megan. So why not? Why wouldn't you be able to make that happen? So charity is a mindset, and we're seeing firsthand that every small ripple of kindness helps, and it matters. And so like Sussex Royal posted on their Instagram Sometimes just a small act of kindness often makes a big impact. So above all, just start where you are. So let's get into just a few goings on, girl. Uh, Elton John came out and he defended Megan and Harry like they deserve to be defended. Yes, we stand. For a more detailed take on that, I talked about it in the most previous podcast. It's a mini cast. It's only like 16 minutes. So definitely refer to that. But in short, his support, in my opinion, it allowed others to come out and support them the way that they should have been supported all along and from the inside. But it's interesting how others begin to show support like almost immediately after Elton John's uh, tweets 
Sir Elton John tweets. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I guess sometimes it takes a big name like Elton John to come through. But, um, you know, there were little drops of support here and there before Elton. But, you know, when he made that thread, it just it sort of changed. It really changed the game. It did. And I honestly think that's enough. That one day where we saw Elton John, we saw Ellen DeGeneres, we saw Pink, we saw um, Nacho Figueres, I think I'm saying his name right. We saw Jessica Mulroney. I mean, and you, we saw Jamila Jamil. We saw a lot of people just almost at one time, it felt like. Because, you know, sometimes people are just radio silent. We saw them all coming out super strongly this one day. Um, so I think I think the floodgates hopefully will begin to open and um, that we continue to see more people basically fighting for what's right, because that's really what it's all about. I'd still like to see more people criticize the British press in general. I think there's a little element of that every time they come down hard on Harry and Meghan, specifically Meghan. But. I want to see people completely delegitimizing the tabloid press and delegitimize them in the way that they deserve because they've never had people pushing back on them not to this de- not to this degree and especially not when it comes to royals because people tend to think that yeah you know just go ahead and pick up pick on the royals you're basically punching up so nobody's really getting hurt they got all this wealth and they have all this land but it's a little different when we're seeing a a nasty tone that we'd never seen before. So the tabloid press is not real news. And I don't know if Americans really realize that, but that's not to say that real news outlets in Britain don't also have a slant because I'm sure they do, but the tabloids are pure trash. This we can agree on. And so I'd like to see more people just speaking out about that until it just becomes widely accepted knowledge because they're trash. But um, also the royal family's Andrew problem is much bigger fish for the media. And so I hope that is not lost on people focusing on two rich, well-connected people flying private is not the tea hunty. Okay, it's just not. The T is how Andrew is still caping for a dead sex offender and he still refuses to explain why he kept his company so often, even after he was convicted of sex crimes. And um, the T is also how the royal family is essentially allowing this man to be a blight on their entire monarchy. And he's going to be the albatross around the queen's neck. And around Charles's neck because he's next. That's the T. So remember to pay attention to the methods of reporting, especially given that the Sussexes are not giving the press the time of day. Um, they'll continue to use those tactics, the ones that they think are working, the ones we are very familiar with. But instead of letting it make you angry, why not just mock it for its ineffectiveness? I think that's one of the big ways to... Um, remove their power a little bit. I think they already have less power than they had even when Harry and Meghan first got married. I mean, like Harry and Meghan deliberately removed some of their power, at least their power with regard to how they report on Harry, Meghan, their family. But I think on our end, 
let's just keep working to delegitimize them because they're not legit. Like they're not legitimate. They don't tell the truth. They know they don't tell the truth. We've caught them in so many lies and we know that it's all just to sell papers and get profit. So just mock them, make them the joke that they are essentially delegitimize them. And I would love to see the British tabloids for once become self-conscious. I want them to actually be put in a position where they're forced to think about the impact of their quote unquote reporting, you know, and I want us to see enough pushback that that actually happens. So you already know some of the reporters are talking about how they like Megan. Oh, I like Megan. Girl, we know you're lying, but we see that you're trying to save face. And well, that's new, but you're still lying. However, I do like the fact that you're acknowledging that we're on your ass because that can make a difference over time. So that's how I think about it. What else is going on? Uh, We saw some super cute IG stories on Sussex Royal yesterday. Uh, Oh my God, Megan is so cute. It's so good to see her happy and smiling, especially after this week. I mean, but every week is a, if you're just judging by the media, it's a rough week for her. But I always contend Megan is fine. You know, she's protected in a way that, The average person isn't, it's not right for those people to write the things that they write about her. But I like that she shows that she's basically unbothered. Whether she is or isn't, she's giving no one any indications that she's bothered. She's not changing anything up. And I've spoken many times about why I respect her immensely for that. So the IG stories were out and I just really love how simple and classic they were. I love how modern and almost minimalist um, Megan is. And that that even comes across on um, in the uh, story via the caption because the captions are just this simple white plain text, (laughs) you know, no emojis and all of that. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what they're trying to present. And so they're consistent with that. And I like that. It's it's all about the the branding. And we know she's she's super good at branding. But um, yeah, she's a good storyteller, too. And she has a great eye for knowing how to present what she's trying to tell you without using words sometimes, too. So uh, the capsule collection is coming. I can't wait for that. And remember, the capsule collection is a collection for working women to benefit the Smart Works charity. And it involves John Lewis and Partners, Jigsaw Clothing Company, Marks and Spencer, as well as the brand for her good friend, Misha Nanu. The collection involves people being able to purchase pieces. And for each piece that is purchased, one will be donated to Smart Works to benefit the women that charity supports. So, that's great. Um, I can't wait until that's rolled out. It'll probably be sooner rather than later. Or I still believe it's going to be in conjunction with the tour <laughs> but uh, or right before the tour. But uh, I loved how all of the women in those stories were, you could see they were genuinely surprised. And that was captured really, really well. And it seems like, you know, Megan's just your old friend. So that's cute. And I love how um, involved she is behind the scenes again we know that that's how she operates but she really puts a lot of love into her projects and that was great for her to show that and truthfully no wonder charities 
really seek out Harry and Meghan to be their patrons more than anybody in the royal family. That's not to shade anybody specifically. But we do know that because look at them. Look at them. Even when Meghan was on, you know, in her early phases of uh, maternity leave, Harry was talking to her, her charities and patronages on her behalf. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and they're, they're just two dope philanthropists. And um, also, I love that the photographer at the shoot was a woman. It's always nice to see women supporting other women. So, yes, Megan saw we were thirsty and she said, you know, what? let me give the girls a little quick, a little quick snack to eat on. And uh, yeah, we thank you. Good luck with the capsule collection. I hope that it sells out. I honestly have no doubt that it will sell out um, for the simple fact that A, people want to feel like they're doing good, but B, it's Megan. Her supporters truly support her and her influence is massive. So get ready. She is coming. Sis was also sending a very major message with her Instagram stories, though. I think Megan the Duchess, Megan the Duchess, two E's. I guess only the real ones can relate. But Megan the Duchess, she's petty, petty, petty. She's a petty queen. Um, Sis was letting the girls know, oh, you didn't think I was off in a corner somewhere crying, did you? Girl, look at me. Look at me and look at you. Look at this impact I'm having, sis. Girl, come look at this shirt I'm wearing and watch how fast it sells out and it sold out. But she said, yeah, girl, you jumped out the window when you thought you could phase me. Instead, here I am being cute and great. That's petty. That's petty and I love it. I love it. Now, just when I thought I would be skipping the rubbish heap because I really thought Sir Elton John took out all the trash with that wonderful read he blessed my timeline with. I see there's just a little bit more to sort through. So I log into my Twitter this morning and I see that all of a sudden we are into budget flights. And I just have to ask, what's wrong with these people? And then I realized... Man, I really want to drag this couple. Like, for real, they're overdue. And see, I was trying to let William off the hook in the last episode that I dropped on Tuesday. But he wasn't satisfied. But for real, what's what's wrong with these folks? Like, it's something seriously wrong with them. So the Duke and Duchess of the struggle, uh, we're coming to understand not only feed the tabloids, but they read the tabloids, the same ones that we were saying need to be delegitimized. Yeah, so they feed into that whole thing. That's their culture. So let me recap. We are seeing this entire organization cape for Andrew by calling Epstein's proven crimes alleged. And we see a continued smear campaign against the Duke and Duchess of Sussex for their refusal to fall in line. Okay, got it. Well, now we see the Duke and Duchess of Shamebridge emerge from their ghetto and onto the tarmac, dragging their innocent children behind them for the purposes of getting a photo op of the family taking a budget flight to a goddamn castle in Scotland. 
Now, let me repeat that. The shame bridges. They want you to believe that they care about their carbon footprint or the ozone layer, girl. And that they are so much like the common man that they took a budget flight to go relax in peace with the Queen of England and their servants at a castle. So here's what we know. The Cambridges have been worried for quite a while about where they rank in the popularity scale. As if the line of succession is not enough. No, no, they want it all. But see, Diana tried to teach them with her life, but they didn't listen. You cannot make people dislike someone else and you cannot make people like you. The whole family tried to make the whole country of England dislike Diana, but it didn't work. The general population was always with Diana and the love for her never left. And so now we're seeing it play out with Harry. People will always love Harry. England will always love Harry. People around the world will always love Harry. And they will always love Meghan. Whether people in England have true love for her or not, she has love with a global community. I do know that. Within and beyond the Commonwealth. So together, they are a couple whose influence is off the charts. And William and Kate, they just want a taste of it. They're salivating over it. They're starving for real love of the people. And so they are desperate. They are so desperate, it appears, that they have reduced themselves to two clowns doing stunts at the airport all in an attempt to publicly differentiate themselves from the famous friends having hand-holding, gas-guzzling Sussexes. And we see the stunt for what it is, and we don't like the stunt. We see the stunt as transparent, and the thirst is real. And it's sad because it means that you are publicly and knowingly participating in the bullying of your only brother. So what's next? You're going to move from the struggle plane to the struggle bus? You're going to be taking the bus around London? You're going to be on the upper deck with all the rest of the plebes of your kingdom? Of course not. That's not what you're going to do because I'm sure when you left the tarmac, you got into a luxury car. But what about the carbon footprint? Will and Kate... Isn't it better to ride with the people? No, of course not. You don't want the people anywhere near you unless you can use them for, you guessed it, a photo op. And does this mean you'll be taking budget flights to your 30,000 pound a week luxury vacations? I doubt it. You don't care about anybody's carbon footprint. You are opportunists who only care about the environment in which you are, by all accounts, an afterthought. Don't blame Harry and Meghan for that, because you 
earned that spot. You had eight years to be relevant to your country, to create meaningful relationships with people of influence. You instead, though, you chose perks over work. But now all of a sudden you expect us to believe that you no longer care about the perks and you taking 75 pound flights to Scotland, girl, and it's all about the environment. Girl, you can go to hell because we know who you are. And Kate, this is right up her alley because she can't run from who her mother is. And I'm saying it. It is what it is. Her mom got a reputation and you can't run from your genetics. There's nothing any of us can do about that. But I'm having a hard time believing that Diana Spencer is William's mother because he is nothing like her. And, you know, I hope the world is laughing at y'all. And I hope you continue to make absolute clowns of yourselves Because again, the only environment that you care about is the one that has the sixth in line and rather the wife of the sixth in line being more loved, more respected, more influential than you. The future king, future queen, brother, where art thou? Your mom would be ashamed of you. William, you're truly indoctrinated here. You have no finesse and no wonder people worry about when it's your turn to be king. And Kate, well, Kate's been gone. Is there a sunken place for desperate housewives? Because if there is, she's in it. She's gone. Sis is just being the follower she is. She's doing exactly as she is told. She's the person who has little courage to speak up for herself, let alone anybody else. But on the same token, she is a willing participant. She knows her whiteness scores her points that she did not earn. And she knows that she can do very little while Megan must do twice as much just to be seen as good and as virtuous. And even then, it's not enough. And Kate knows that. She's showing us she knows that. And I'd also like to add that she doesn't have a feminist bone in her body. And that's why the Brexiters and the Trump thugs love her. She is the perfect white power princess. And I'm not saying she's racist. I'm saying they are. And so they champion her for showing that she has no intention of championing the Brown Duchess. And they hate the Brown Duchess. Okay, it's all connected. Don't let nobody tell you differently. Kate is a servile, compliant, submissive, spineless woman who happily does her husband's bidding, serving him at his every whim. That's your future queen, future queen. But seriously, beyond that, this is a blatant demonstration of betrayal, of brotherly betrayal. One thing I can tell you about me is I have siblings and we're all grown now. Thank God. Thank Abraham. Thank the universe that we're all still alive and well as I speak. But like my mom always told us when we were coming up, teeth and tongue fall out. 
I mean, that's one of her go-tos because we fought a lot when we were kids. Teeth and tongue, they fall out, which is to say we won't always get along. We can have a knockdown, drag out fight, figuratively speaking. But let an outsider try to come in and target any one of us. We are going to stop fighting each other and we're going to fight you. And then even if we go back to fighting each other when it's all said and done, you will receive a beatdown and your lesson will be learned. And so in other words, family is supposed to be a force. Family is supposed to be a wall of protection if need be. And brotherhood or sisterhood, those are sometimes the greatest gifts that anyone can receive. And that's why a betrayal within that specific relationship between brothers, between sisters, is so enormous, no matter who you are. And when that happens, it's often the point of no return in a relationship. So in short, a betrayal is the absence of trust. And when a brother can't trust his own brother to be a brother, It's one of the saddest things in the world, and it's playing out in real time in front of our faces. And so if in some bizarro world, the Duke and Duchess of Shambridge were being unfairly targeted and attacked by the media day in and day out over their use of private jets or their, you know, their choice to hold hands or what have you. But specifically the the private jets and the the carbon dioxide emissions. Do you think Harry and Meghan, let's say they weren't being attacked, do you think they would parade their children around for a photo op in an attempt to shame their family who has been subject to relentless attacks for years now? No, they wouldn't do that. And you want to know why? Because unlike you, William, specifically, because for Harry, the concept of trading in his dignity for fake love and phony headlines doesn't occur to him. He would instead step up and take the abuse with you by defending you. William and Kate, you've never known real sacrifice, neither of you. You've had wealth at your fingertips for your entire lives. But here you are, desperately taking budget flights as if The whole kingdom won't one day be yours. Will and Kate, you might be wealthy, but you're still white trash. Don't let the fake love from bigoted members of the media distract you from that. You know, people like to come down on poor white people. I know they do in my country, and they do it unfairly. But I say this to say that trash is at every level of society. And it ain't about race either. But if you're white, you're white. People are drawing attention to the fact that Megan is not white, whether they say the words or not. So let's really think about it like that. Andrew, he's white, but he's trash. He is white trash. And he's not white trash because he's white but he's trash because he's trash. So I'm going to say the same thing for you, Will and Kate. doesn't matter that you're wealthy. And to be honest, doesn't matter that you're white. But you have developed yourself, your character, 
because character is developed. You shall forevermore be considered trash. And so I want to leave y'all with this. I'm going to read something by Queen Brene Brown. We also saw her in the Forces for Change Vogue issue because she is also a force for change. So in her book, Daring Greatly, she talks about betrayal. And quite eloquently, she says this. When we think about betrayal in terms of the marble jar metaphor, most of us think of someone we trust doing something so terrible that it forces us to grab the jar and dump out every single marble. What's the worst betrayal of trust? Infidelity? Lying? He or she chooses something or someone over me? Someone uses my vulnerability against me? All terrible betrayals, definitely. But there's a particular sort of betrayal that is more insidious and equally corrosive to trust. In fact, this betrayal usually happens long before the others. I'm talking about the betrayal of disengagement, of not caring, of letting the connection go, of not being willing to devote time and effort to the relationship. The word betrayal evokes experiences of cheating, lying, breaking a confidence, failing to defend us to someone else who is gossiping about us and not choosing us over other people. These behaviors are certainly betrayals, but they're not the only form of betrayal. If I had to choose the form of betrayal that emerged most frequently from my research and that was the most dangerous in terms of corroding the trust connection, I would say disengagement. When the people we love stop caring, stop paying attention, stop investing and fighting for the relationship, trust begins to slip away and hurt starts to seep in. Disengagement triggers shame and our greatest fears. The fears of being abandoned, unworthy and unlovable. What can make this covert betrayal so much more dangerous than something like a lie or an affair is that we can't pinpoint the source of our pain. There's no event, no obvious evidence of brokenness, end quote. And so I say all that to say, it's my belief that at some point, William, maybe in his jealousy, pettiness, it seems like he stopped caring about his little brother. Earlier, I asked what would happen if the roles were reversed, and I said that Megan and Harry, they wouldn't pull the stunt because they have dignity. Well, the truth is, they wouldn't pull the stunt because they care about what happens to the people they love. It's a shame that the same can't be said for you, William and Kate. Enjoy Balmoral, you lazy bums. That's all I've got for today. Please make sure you take a moment to leave a review if you feel compelled, girl. We're close to 100 reviews and, you know, I'd like to I'd like to reach that milestone. But don't leave a review if you don't want to. Uh follow me on Instagram and uh you can find me at Sussexet 
on Twitter, you can find me at Sussex Squad. And please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel for additional content throughout the week. And remember that when the Bible tells you to love your enemies as your neighbor, it might be because they're usually the same people. But when your enemies are making a fool of themselves, girl, get out the way and go get you some popcorn and enjoy the show. Until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch, you can't kill me.